Doug Conroe. Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio, right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations, and streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, you can check out Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. That's where all the magic happens. Uh, this is Corey DLG, and coming at you uh, via Anchor is little brother Nico. Hey, guys. How you doing, buddy? I mean, we're still living... All right, that's uh, it's a bottom, but it's a start, I guess. Um, Step one sounds like you're coming at uh, out of the cellar, but it's okay. It's all right. Um, yeah, not too much going on this week. It's Thanksgiving, um, so we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do some mini episodes this week. So hang out with us, and then we'll uh, we'll have some fun interviews and some other things we've done, filling out the episodes. Um. What's uh? What's up? Anything? Anything interesting you've noticed or anything? I've noticed. Like, what am I supposed to be exploring stuff now? Pop culture. I don't know. You got a TV somewhere? No, I haven't really been using it. What's been going on with you? Uh, my PlayStation account got hacked, so that was super cool. Oh no! Yeah, it was a big ordeal. I lost a bunch of games. It's pretty upsetting. Did you? Did you get it fixed? Uh, new. What do you mean? Why not? Because uh, I only had an email attached to it, and my email is... That email's uh, long gone now. <laughs> oh, no. That sucks. So, somebody's hacked mine a few times, and they've been early in the process. Like, they've made their PlayStation the primary PlayStation. Mm-hmm. But I, I use mine for so much stuff, TV and everything else, that I catch it really quickly every time. And I I have to email the uh, what you call it, feedback place the customer service mm-hmm. and just be like hey <laughs> but it definitely helps that that's my email address yeah so like it's, it's like they got into my account and they changed the email so I can't get to it anymore it's it's rather upsetting <laughs> yeah yeah. That's brutal. Um, Speaking of brutal, Survivor Series was uh, last night. And The Undertaker apparently returned. I don't know if it was for a match or for everybody to say goodbye. I haven't seen it. It sounds like it was for a match. And uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, like, he's never, he's like, at this point, like, like, he'll die before he retires. Well, even then. No, there was definitely a farewell last night. Like, the uh, other wrestlers came into the ring. Like, yeah. we say that, but, like, every every chance he's had to retire, he's not taking it. Yeah, that's fair. Every every match is a farewell match. <laughs> that's, that's a... Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. Okay, the there was a... The annual show closed with what they're calling the final farewell of The Undertaker. The ceremony that dominated the promotion for the event. The Undertaker debuted on screen in WWE Survivor Series 1990. And 30 years to the day, he said goodbye after making his iconic ring walk one final time and delivering a short message that it was time for him to rest in peace. Um, yeah, I, I mean, hopefully this is over, right? Like, hopefully 
they're not going to turn around now and two years from now. I mean, two years from now, he'd be almost 60, though. He's 50-something now. Yeah, no. I, like, I, like, at least this is like, a, it's a clean oh, 30 years. Yeah, I think... But it's just it's just frustrating because it's they've there, done this they've been, done this thing so many times. Right, there have been a few times where he's walked away, including they had the match against Roman Reigns, where Roman Reigns like dominated it, and at the end of it, Roman Reigns or at the end of it, Undertaker left his ring gear in the ring. Which in the WWE is like a well-known like, uh, or in wrestling that's like a well, it's like, you know, he lets he literally left his stuff in the center of the ring. The gloves and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, of course, fast forward to I think it was WrestleMania later that same year. John Cena didn't have a match. And he spent, like, the last two weeks before WrestleMania calling Undertaker out. Because I guess they've never had a match in a pay-per-view. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure about that. Um, maybe they've never had a WrestleMania match. Um, and then in WrestleMania, first, John Cena goes to the ring. Somebody else, him and, him and Elias fight real quick. And then all of a sudden, the place goes dark. It lights back up. The ring gear that was left in the middle of the ring is now back in the middle of the ring. And then the place goes dark. The stuff is gone. And then the place goes dark. The stuff is gone. Uh, when the lights come back on, Undertaker's in the ring. And they have like a mini match. Where under where Cena loses to Undertaker. Oh. 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 <laughs> My dog is mad at me. Oh. So... I mean, they've done this before. Like, he literally left his stuff in the middle of the ring, and the WWE picked up on that and was like, yeah, no, he's, he's coming back. No, he's here. And he's then here. He'd... He'll be back. He'll be back. Um, I don't know. I mean, hopefully. I, he's old. He's old, as, he's old as poop at this point. Like, there's no getting around it. Yeah, no. He's old as – he's old. literally, he's had a, a 30-year-long career, which in any other profession is, you know, a respectable time. You can retire now. Let alone one that's actually physical. Well, and on top of that, um, there was a couple different things about him in particular that were interesting. Uh, he, he, oh man, excuse me, I, all of a sudden. Um, he, there were a couple different moves of his that were particularly brutal in the way that he did them. Like he did that, like a, the short leg drop where he just literally flat falls on the ring floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's particularly brutal. Um, there was a lot of things he did a balanced walk on the ropes. That's not easy, uh, because then when you when you hop down, like it's just a lot of there's a lot of things he did that were like on the hips and stuff. Uh, now he did wind up having a hip replacement, I think, seven or eight years ago, if I remember right. And I think the plan was for him to come back, like. Originally, he waited all the way to the end of his career to do it. He thought he was done after go after losing the WrestleMania streak to Brock Lesnar. He is gone for a while. He gets the hip fixed. He feels great, so he 
comes back, and at one point he was going to work full time again. Like he did a match in WrestleMania and some other stuff, and then when he goes over the ropes at the Royal Rumble, he he like he tweaks something and he's done again for a long time. <laughs> he got hurt. Um, yeah, I, I feel like they haven't known how to how to end it with him, and they haven't known how to like. They even did a last ride with the Undertaker where they kind of cover his whole career. Sort of like the uh, the Michael Jordan final season thing, mm-hmm. and, and then he did stuff after. <laughs> yeah, it didn't stick. Like he comes back after that and does more stuff. So I don't know. It's it's been the end here. The last five six years has been pretty poorly managed. I'd say. Yeah, um, I think it was the Undertaker Goldberg match. A while back was the one that was one of the worst matches in recent history, and, and they both looked their age, and it just looked out of whack. And then you find out that Goldberg had had a concussion and didn't realize it to start the match, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, well, may- maybe that explains it. Like, yeah, one of these man had a head injury and still did a wrestling match. Like, <laughs> right, and he was he was he was concussed, and uh, this was. Obviously, a great idea. <laughs> but the WWE just is kind of right now. They're struggling with good ideas. Um, for example, they also recently instituted a policy where they told their so a bunch of their personalities, a bunch of their wrestlers had mm, developed. Okay, okay, so this is kind of, uh, this is a little insider baseball here. This is a little complicated. All right, so the WWE, when they bring wrestlers on, they help them develop their personas, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of times it involves naming them, something that isn't even their name. So, like, Paige, it's not really, I don't actually know what her name is. Her, her name may be actually Paige. Uh, however, the persona they create for her is 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 one that WWE feels like it owns contractually. So, for example, there was there's a girl Zelina Vega, who has come on and basically been like the valet or manager for different Hispanic wrestlers over the last three three and a half years on the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um. She's also wrestled some herself, and she is a good wrestler, and she is very talented. But she's also incredibly attractive, and she has developed a strong online presence on Twitch, on Patreon, on these other things, selling her personal brand. Um, but the WWE has given her such a wide berth that. She makes a lot of money. Well, the WWE recently they they announced internally recently they 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 feel like everyone's doing too much and they want everyone refocused on wrestling. They're not happy. The COVID has hurt them pretty bad, and now they're to the point now where they're starting to change direction on things. And Mm -hmm. so internally, they told everybody. Guys, we're gonna we're gonna be wrestlers again. We're not personalities. We're wrestlers. Okay, so everyone put your crap down. Everyone shut down your accounts. 
the WWE will tell you when you will be public. Will tell you when you're going to do things. And the WWE, like I said, the WWE used to control rather hard uh, access to the wrestlers. For example, we've we've covered other wrestling groups, and they don't have any sort of controls on their wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've covered Booker T's group forever, and we've had access to their whole roster. And we haven't had to go through Booker T or a Booker at all to get it done, even though these guys are all on contract and all on TV and promotion deals with the wrestlers. And one of the conversations we have with the wrestler when they come on before we even get into anything is like, is there anything you can't talk about or can't? Is say? there anything they can't talk about? But also, are they like one of the first questions they ask before the interview starts is, are they in character or not? So like, we've always enjoyed. Uh, you know, a relationship with them. And Booker T is involved with WWE. We've even spoken to him privately. Um, we've been able to have those relationships, but the WWE doesn't doesn't do that. You can't break into the WWE. So, like, we've tried really, really hard to talk to WWE people, and you, you, they don't, they don't do it. Um, so. The WWE is, has now basically told their talent, get off of YouTube, get off of um, Patreon, get off of all of it, Twitch, which you might want to check. Your boy, up, up, down, down, might be gone. I, I don't think they made an exception for them. Um, but one of the things that they were focused on was the girls. So, like, Paige had to close her Twitch account. Where basically she would just go on and talk to fans late at night while having some drinks of wine or whatever and sitting around and hanging out. And the WWE has said, no, we're not doing that anymore. Uh, So they fired Zelina Vega last week. Because she wouldn't stop doing it? Well, right before they fired her, old Zelina Vega put on Twitter, I support the unionization of wrestlers. And about 10 minutes after that tweet went out, she was let go. Initially, that was enough of a smokescreen that people were like, hey, listen, the WWE does not play around with unionizing. So they were like, wow, did she, like, within 10 minutes, they fired her for that? Wow. Um, No, that's not what happened. She actually, I think, caught wind that they were about to fire her because she refused to close all of her accounts and after they released the memo they basically in the memo had a cutoff date everyone needs to be off their stuff by x time or whatever it was mm. in that window she started an only fans account so she yeah. went the other way <laughs> well i mean the thing that's even that's just wild about it is that the wwe like it's like yes, it is the biggest wrestling thing ever. It is it is the big leagues. However, on the other hand, they treat their wrestlers like garbage. <laughs> they they and... really do. They um, John Oliver did a whole thing about the WWE and about how their and their their response to the pandemic was awful too. And let us not forget. <laughs> Was it was it Vince McMahon? Is that the guy? Is that the guy's name? Yeah, yeah. He literally went on a thing of firing a bunch of under like undercard talent and being like, "We don't, we're not broke. We got tons of money." As they let people go in mass numbers. Yeah, there was definitely what was it like four weeks in a row where every week it was another bad news story and we were covering for them. Yeah, and they also yeah. bribed a, the Florida governor. 
the whole state of Florida. They bribed the entire state of Florida so they could become a um, essential business. Essential business, that's the word. Yeah, they donated over over a weekend. They donated was it twenty one or eleven million? One of the two, eleven million or twenty one million to a super conservative super patch for the state of Florida. Essentially promising like to fill the war chest for conservative Republicans in the state of Florida. And then the that following Monday, Governor DeSantis uh, <laughs> named wrestling an essential business. Uh, also, AEW took advantage of that and sent everybody to Florida and kept working. Yeah. Which I, I loved that part of the story. But yeah, so it turns out Zelina Vega, though, when kind of pushed on it was like, some people were like, well, that's pretty stupid, right? Like, listen, say what you want, and we just spent two minutes saying exactly what we wanted. The reality is they are the big leagues. They are the NFL. They are the NBA. They are the show. If you're there, you should want to be there unless you, you know, whatever, whatever. But Zelina Vega got screen time every week. She's a she's a beautiful woman. She's a good wrestler. She's a, She's good on the microphone. There was no shortage of opportunity for her. Yeah, and the result, the reason it, it basically turns out this is this is the hard part. She was making more from her social media presence than she was from her WWE contract. Right, and that's really where like the WWE is putting a stranglehold on basically content creation for these wrestlers. It's like this is how they supplement their income because it's not that high. And in her case, she was probably making way more from online than she was listen, actually putting in the work wrestling. I've seen some of the pictures she's released. Now, listen, I'll be very clear. I don't believe there's any nudity on anything. I haven't gone through all of it. I'm not joining her only OnlyFans. It's like a $30 join. Uh, not going to happen. Um, we were trying. I was chasing down a, a story of the mechanic girl who at the car dealership got outed as an OnlyFans girl. I did join hers to try and get the interview set up and all that. And we actually talked several times behind the scenes and we just couldn't get anything set up. I think I even mentioned on air she was going to do an interview with us. Um, that one was like a $9 join. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll pay $9 for a couple of months to get everything set up and all that. Okay, no problem. Not paying $30 a month. Not doing that. Um, but the pictures that I have seen, they're smoking hot. I'm sure there's plenty of people who would spend some money – Especially if there's a personal relationship there where she's talking to people, reaching out to them, et cetera, et cetera. I can only imagine. Yeah, it's totally worth it for somebody. Um, and it is a lot of money. It is, it's a ton of money. And if someone's in that 1099 status, it's got to be a little embarrassing. It's definitely a mishandle of that skill set. Yeah. It's um, it's just it's just kind of frustrating to see that the a, a corporation like that is just so like blind to the actual reality of the people working for them, especially because they are considering them ten ninety nines, right? Like okay, well if they're ten ninety nines or ten ninety nines, like you can't have it, can't have it both ways. I know that's how I would feel if I worked there and I was a ten ninety nine, and they started issuing company policies and stuff. It's like, oh, I'm an independent contractor. But uh, here's the problem. It, it takes it would take a high-level person to force the kind of change where they'd be like, oh, like no. Push them back on this. 
unfortunately, the only thing that's going to make them better is competition. Well, well, that are also a genuine. There's been it's, times in the organization where there's been like an actual wrestler-led kind of revolt of things. Uh, in the Hulk Hogan era, Hulk Hogan had that kind of power. Um, because he because he was the of. he was the brand, right? Where he was the brand exactly. Uh, Stone Cold, The Rock, they got big enough to the point where they could say no to things. Um, now, granted, there were limits on that. You know, Stone Cold famously walked away from the WWE on, on a night of Raw because he was supposed to drop the title to Brock Lesnar. Might have even been a pay per view event, and just he flat out just nah, Didn't not. Show up. not I'm good. It. Um, <laughs> just went home. <laughs> um, and I and I think that that's one of those things. There are limits, right? Um, but I do think, like, let's say if there had been a Rock or uh, even a Mick Foley, Mick Foley probably would have been somebody with a huge social media presence. People would have loved for Mick Foley to do like weekly segments on his YouTube channel, cooking with Mick Foley or something. Um, yeah. And if he had pushed back, I think that might have been an opportunity. But it would have been somebody of that stature and nature in the company with a lot of goodwill to burn. But there wasn't anybody like that for this. Uh, And this definitely affected the women far, far more than the men. Um, Right. There aren't that many men who get involved in the social media game, for the WWE at least. Um. Yeah, so uh, that kind of wraps up today's episode. We're doing short episodes for the holiday week. We've got a lot going on behind the scenes. Uh, it is Thanksgiving, obviously. Um, Giving thanks. That's right. So the next time you hear us, we're going to be doing the sports show. It'll, it'll, it will air on Thursday. Uh, it'll also be a shortened show, and then we'll also be back on Friday with the shortened show. Um, yeah, on behalf of little brother Nico and myself. And Nico, get us out of here on the Adventure Begins ad. Let's do that. So the adventure begins, comics, games, and more is uh, our lovely sponsor. They are open at full operating hours. You are required to wear a mask if you want to come inside. If you want to be a bit more safe, they do have delivery and curbside available. And they still have events up and running. Uh, Wednesday, November 25th at 7.30 is the, uh, the Adventure Begins Virtual Trivia. Join them at twitch.tv slash the R&R nerd at 7.30 p.m. Saturday, the 28th, is Pokemon and more Pokemon at 2 p.m. Uh, 6, uh, 6 p.m. the 28th is the Warhammer uh, tabletop event. And the Sunday, 29th, is the Junior Adventures League. Limit number of response. Uh, please let them know if you're signing up. Also, they're still looking for DMs. And also the 28th, is our big Digimon Super pre-sale event. I still have any slots open, but there you check you can check the website and if you want to sign up there you can if we still have slots available. <laughs> yes, limited seating. Limited uh, seating. So please, please, please make sure you're signing up for that. I'd hate for anyone to show up. This is a pre-release. Um so uh, if I remember correctly, Nico, you were explaining this to me. Essentially access to the, the material and all that, you gotta sign up first. Right, you got you got to sign up first. So we still have we'll have a product for sale as well because this this is basically a whole two months before the game is officially released, which is not until January thirtieth. Right. 
So, yeah, make sure to come out and see us that Saturday, the 28th. We'll have T-shirts to sell. We're going to have some prizing. The store's going to have some prizing. We're going to be doing all kinds of fun stuff with that. Um, come hang out with us. Come say hi. We haven't had a chance to do a lot of public events this year due to COVID. This is really our first one, and we want to get out there and have a good time. We want to have a good time and celebrate Conroe, support local. Come hang out with us on Black Saturday, this Saturday, the 28th. Um, like I said, we're doing short episodes. So we're getting out of here. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. We will check back in with you on Thanksgiving Day. Say hi to the family. Have a good time. But social distance, wash your hands. Have a great holiday. Uh, if you need to talk to somebody, reach out to the hotlines and all that right now. You know, Don't be alone. Holidays can be hard for people. Everybody take care of each other. Be safe. Fight the power. Black Lives Matter. We're out of here. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open on 1488 at 525 Woodland Square Boulevard. With comics, games, and everything nerd-related, The Adventure Begins is the one-stop nerd shop. On Saturdays, they alternate between having Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon. And coming up, they also have cosplay crafting and trivia nights and BYOB nights. They're currently offering a 10% discount for limited time, which will be valid for as long as you grab your books every month. Hey, Conros, this is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, hanging out here, just enjoying my quarantine time at home, and I hope everyone else is doing the same, social distancing and minding their manners and listening to the orders while we get all this health stuff, health crisis straightened out and get this pandemic under control. I hope everyone's doing their part to flatten the curve, but doing their part also means supporting small businesses. Local businesses here in Conroe, uh, restaurants, things of that nature that have been able to stay open, they require the support of their community, so takeouts. Uh, is a good option to do. So reach out to those places, order some takeout food if you can afford it and if it's reasonable. Uh, I'm not asking anyone to risk their health, but this, the community has always relied on the, itself to support itself. And this is one of those times where as Conroe, we can stand up together and take care of small businesses and entrepreneurs who've been taking care of us this whole time, helping Montgomery County grow into one of the fastest growing counties in all of America. Uh, thank you very much and stay safe and stay tuned for more Nerd Thug Radio. This is Rudy Tomjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio.